Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Thursday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Happy to have you along for the ride. Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Great show for you today. Just uh, a little later in the third segment, we'll talk to uh, Guru Pat McGee about some roster attrition, maybe how to prepare ourselves for what might happen, um, and and the Golden Eagles uh, as they enter the offseason, places uh, for them to, to target as well. Jeremy McLean signs a brand-new contract with the Southern Miss Athletic Department to remain as the athletic director for four more years. We'll tell you more about that coming up. But we're going to celebrate track today. In this first segment, first se- first and second segments, actually, first segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Dickie's Barbecue, fresh smoked meats in a community near you. They have it all, brisket, sausage, ribs, and all the fixings. You can go see them. Hometown team for us in Hattiesburg, right outside Turtle Creek Mall here in Laurel on 16th Avenue. And uh, all, as always, they, they cater your next event. Dickie's Cooked Here, loved everywhere. First two segments today, let's celebrate track because um, track just finished, track and field just finishing up um, their season, and we're happy to have in the Hattiesburg studio with Michael, Southern Miss track and field coach John Stewart, and junior triple jump slash hurdler slash Orlando's finest, Marquesha Myers, joining us. And how are y'all guys doing today? Doing great, doing great. Doing awesome. Well, well, let's let's just celebrate your squad this year, Coach. You sent two to nationals. You sent uh, twelve to prelims, and just coming out in the last twenty-four hours, Corvell Todd is the Conference USA Track and Field Male Athlete of the Year. I mean, that that's pretty impressive. And I want to, I want to talk holistically. We want to um, talk to Marquesia about this year, but but just kind of sum up for us, Coach, what really the last five months have been. Well, it's uh, it's it's been a lot of success and a lot of a lot of great athletes, a lot of great performances. But you know, we won the indoor championship on the women's side. We had three champions on the men's side. We had our uh, second place finisher at the national championship in Corvell Todd. He was, you know, just a quarter of an inch away from being our first ever men's national champion at Southern Miss. So he was fantastic this year, and he continued that on through the outdoor season. And we had a great outdoor season this year with the 12 kids that qualified for the region championships and and the two that went to uh, to nationals with Marquesia and Corvell. And Corvell, he, he got a few uh, he got banged up a little bit at the end of the season and. And uh, like I told you before, I think he had like a cast on and and, uh, and a, a wooden leg and and had some 
uh, you know, some crutches, and he still jumped seven one and, and made it to nationals. So, you know, he, he's a fantastic athlete, and uh, uh, but he had a great year. But the women's team was was phenomenal all year. We had so many good performances from the women, and Marquez was a big part of that. Let's talk about that uh, conference uh, USA indoor championship in Birmingham the week of February nineteenth and twentieth, and and Marquesa, you were a, a big part of that. You finished second in the triple jump, but you finished third in the sixty meter hurdles. And I think a lot of people, when they think of you know sprints and hurdling, they they think of the hundred meter. A lot of people forget the sixty meter. How challenging is that to run at a shorter distance while still doing hurdles? It's actually very, very challenging because you can't really, like, let's say you mess up the first two hurdles. If you mess up the first two, it's hard to recover for the next three. It's honestly impossible. And it's almost like you have to get your pace a whole lot quicker. And and how many hurdles are there in the 60-meter race? There's only five. Wow. So, yeah, if you if you mess it up on the first couple, it, it's over. Take us back to that, that weekend in, in February, knowing what was on the line, knowing, you know, you and your teammates uh, could, could possibly win this indoor. You're, the events you competed in, I mean, uh, how, what was it like knowing that you had a chance to win it and then winning the Conference USA Championship? I've always had faith in our girls, so I knew that we were going to win again. I just, you know, had to manifest it and make sure it actually happened and put the work in so we can win. Coach Stewart, um, this is obviously the first time that, that the ladies have, have won it. I mean, just in the last several years, we've seen this track and field team come to, to national prominence. What, when, you, when you win something like that, and then the next week you've got to turn around and start outdoor season, it, it, it's, it's sometimes not – you can't celebrate it like you would in another uh, situation. No, we have five for all of five minutes, and then it's like, hey, it's, it's time to get on to the next – you know, we're going to the next season. It's the same thing. You know, we finished the outdoor championships, and, hey, it's time to start recruiting. So it, it never stops. It really never does. So we, you're always going on to the next thing. And, you know, you can only be mad if you, if you didn't do as well as you wanted to. You can only be mad for five minutes, and then, and then you got to move on. Um, and it's kind of like life. You got to move on. There's, you know, you can be mad about something for five minutes, but you got to move on. So, uh, it, yeah, it, it it really is quick. But uh, we we did like to celebrate that indoor championship. That was a lot of fun, and and uh, so many kids really came through for us. It's nerve wracking. It's kind of like baseball. You know, you got to you got to pitch, you got to throw, you got to hit. And if one of those things doesn't work, it doesn't doesn't mean you're always going to be successful. But in track and field, it's kind of the same thing. You got to run, jump, and throw. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and if you do all those things well on one day, then you're going to be champs. So uh, kind of the same thing. Speaking of throwing, because uh, if people don't know it, we actually have like Hercules on, on our track and field team, our shot put thrower, Fred Mudani. I don't know why Coach Hall hasn't talked to you about him yet, but I mean, he, he's like. He's like the Hulk out there. I mean, he had a fantastic season as well. Fred is a monster. Um, he, he, you know, he's he's probably the most athletic big man on campus. You know, uh, and that that includes every single football player we have and basketball players. So he's he, he can lift, and the strength coaches are like, oh my gosh, I wish our football players could lift like you. So he's, but you know what though, he's the nicest guy on the planet. There's not a, you know, he wouldn't hurt a flea, and that's the problem. You know, Will Hall probably uh, probably could recognize that immediately. <laughs> this guy's not mean. He ain't going to hurt anybody. So, you know, he'd be helping quarterbacks up and, you know, stuff like that, patting them on the helmet. You know, we want someone who wants to break legs. So, <laughs> Absolutely. We're visiting with track and field head coach John Stewart and uh, junior sprinter and triple jump um, 
we we will say phenomenal year for Marquesha Myers. Marquesha, Coach Stewart talked to us about the, the transition from indoor to outdoor. You as an athlete, I mean, I'm just going back and, and looking at the spring. You guys were in Birmingham, Nashville, went back to Birmingham, went back to Nashville, and then you turn up and it, it's the champion uh, indoor, indoor season championships. But then you go to Starkville, you go to Texas, you go to LSU, you go to Auburn, you go to Alabama. I mean, every single week – you're competing with the highest level programs in the country. How do you come out of indoor season, you know, and, and get your mind right immediately to, to perform in such big atmospheres like that? Well, it really starts with the training. The training gets a little bit harder, so it prepares me to compete against other schools. And when it comes to the schools, I just see it as another person. Like, they're just running the same thing I'm running. And I try not to focus on what school they're coming from. Yeah, they may be faster, but. I'm still going to be next to you or compete against you regardless. Now we're going to talk in the next segment about um, just high drama at the uh, NCAA uh, prelims and how you were able to advance the nationals. But we, we got about a couple minutes left, and I think a lot of people are fascinated with the triple jump because you just don't run and jump. I mean, it's just like you're you're actually in some ways – maybe inhibiting yourself by by doing you know the 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 hobble or the the skip obviously my description of it is terrible as i've just demonstrated so so bring our <laughs> listeners in the key to the triple jump so for the first part of triple is called a hop and then you go into your bound phase and then you land like a long jump so if you put those together you can have a nice triple jump however if you don't put your foot down properly it will probably, you know, cause you to have ankle problems or knee problems. And I'll say at the beginning of the season, I used to not do it properly, so I had very, very bad tendonitis in my knee. So you have to do things correctly to make sure you perform well. And there's actual, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, I'm, I'm showing my, my track and field ignorance. I just enjoy <laughs> the events and don't understand what goes into them. There's actually places where you have to make the first step, that second step, the, the second hop, or, or you're DQ'd for that. Is that correct? Um, That's right. Yes. Well, you have, to, you have to land on the same foot. The first the hop, you, you, you take off and you land on that same foot that you just took off from. Then you switch into your then next you, foot. Yeah, you switch to the next foot and then you jump into the sand. So it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's difficult. It's uh, it's got a lot of uh, coordination involved in it, and you, and, uh, and then not just that, but just there's a lot of power involved with it. But and you got to have a little bit of speed. So it's there's a lot of uh, aspects to it that we work on. Well, speaking of DQ'd, you talked about coordination and speed, so I'm automatically disqualified <laughs> uh, from it for sure. Hey, we're going to step aside as uh, we hit this first commercial break. We'll continue to visit with John Stewart and Marquesha Myers of Southern Miss Track and Field. I'm telling you, what happened at the indoor prelims, all's on the line. you got to have your best jump, maybe not of just the year, but of your career. Marquesha did it. We'll talk about that as well as we'll celebrate uh, what Corvell Todd did um, this year as we continue to uh, to talk about track and field on the Eagle Hour. Stick with us right after this.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you today and every day by Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Bought me a brand new shirt uh, before the Super Regional last Friday. Fits me great. Kept me cool during the weekend, if, if that's even possible. And I got it at Campus Bookmark, and it's got Southern Miss with the Eagle Head stamped right on it. Anything you could ever think of to put a Southern Miss logo, Campus Bookmark's got it. And you can always shop from your house or from your phone or wherever at campusbookmark.net. We're continuing to celebrate a great season in track and an indoor conference championship for the women, the male outdoor athlete of the year uh, on the men's side. And, and joining us, uh, we continue with Coach John Stewart and Marquesha Myers. All right, Marquesha, you are from uh, Magic Land. You're from Orlando. And that is anybody that's gone to Disney World from the Pine Belt. That's quite a hike. How in the world did you end up at Southern Miss? So the coach here was John Ellis at the time, and he had me come, I think, in November. I was just a, a senior in college, not college, senior in high school, never seen temperature below 50, so I'm up here very cold, just, you know, having a good time. And I decided to come here because it was, like, very cozy here, very home-like, and the team was very nice, extremely funny, and Coach Stu being a little softy, being all nice to me. And um, I just loved it here, so I decided to come. That's incredible. Coach Stewart, there's actually a connection here with, with Marquesha from uh, a previous athlete you coached. Oh, yeah, I, I, uh, her, her coach, Odika Bent, is, uh, was an athlete at the University of Georgia that I recruited. And, you know, and, and it's funny because that's how old I am now. All my old athletes are now coaches, and, and some of them have kids now, and I'm recruiting their kids. But um, – you know, Odika called me and said, hey, I had a good girl for you. So uh, John Ellis, my assistant at the time, went, you know, started recruiting her, brought her in for a visit. And, you know, she was scared to death. Uh, um, and uh, but but she but, you know, we just try to make the kids feel at home. And, and you know, we're just going to try to be try to be liked more than the next guy. And and uh, I think we got a great team. We got a great product to sell. USM sells itself. It's just a great place. So, you know, when we signed her, it's, you know, we did nothing but high five at the time. And now we've, I mean, we're still high fiving that we have her. So, uh, Marquesha has been such a blessing to us ever since. Marquesha, let's talk about one of those high five moments. And, and I want to take your, uh, your mind back just, uh, I, I, you know, a couple weeks ago. You guys are, I think it was in Bloomington for uh, NCAA uh, yes. outdoor prelims. And um, we, we announced that day, we told everybody when y'all were going to be competing. And so you, you get three jumps, uh, do pretty well on the first one. I think it was right at 42 feet. Second one, not so much at 39 feet. And you're up against the wall. you you, you got to meet a certain uh, measurement or um, your season will, will conclude. Take us back to that moment. Uh, what was going through your mind when that third triple jump occurred? And then tell us what happened. Hmm. Okay, so I was really concerned about getting my foot down on the board. The previous event, I was doing long jump. I wasn't hitting the board that very well, so I was very concerned on that. So with triple, I had to remember that I have to put my foot down a whole lot quicker than what I did just two days ago. And with, you know, advancing to nationals, you have to get top 12 out of the 24 people that's there. So... I was, at the time, I think, um, I think I was 14th, 
I was 14. So I was sitting there just thinking, walking around, making sure my head is clear before I got onto the runway. And then once I got on the runway, I put everything together and hit the 42, I think, was it? 42.7? 42.7. Right. And I kept looking at the board to see what everyone else was doing. I didn't move until everyone was done. And, <laughs> <laughs> and once I seen that I stayed top 10, I wanted to just run around and cry, but we had to leave. Mm. So <laughs> I got a high five, and everyone's saying good job. And once we got on the bus, I, I teared up a little bit. I had mm. to, you know, cry. And I, I was very excited to, you know, actually make nationals and go to Oregon. Coach, paint the picture for us. I mean, that, that's high-stakes drama. I mean, here's an athlete that knows what they have to do, nationals on the line. And, and we had only had two triple jump uh, qualifiers for nationals um, I think the last one was in was in 2012. From from your perspective, how big of a moment was that, and how awesome was it of, of what Marquesha did? Well, it's always awesome when you see your, your kids excel at the highest level, and and you know someone who just came from high school and was a was a good jumper, uh, you know, but not uh, on the national scene was not a uh, I don't say was a, a world class talent or anything like that. Just just a good high school jumper, and then next thing you know. Uh, She's jumping, you know, at the region meet against some of the best in the country, and she's actually beating the top 48 in her event from the East region. And, man, just once she jumps well, she gets a certain place, and then we just see her moving down the list. Everybody's jumping further than her. And, and I'm up there saying bad words in the stand, like, gosh, blanky, blank, blank, come on, <laughs> come on, Quay. And then next thing you know, she has a big jump. And then, you know, we're just excited. And then there's like five jumpers left, and we're just – I got my fingers crossed that they don't jump any further. And But Marquesia pretty much put it away on the last jump, and it was uh, – it, it just – it was a lot of fun. It's almost like having a pitcher, you know, throwing that last strike mm. and uh, and striking out the last batter of the inning in the ninth inning, and you're just uh, you're just so excited about it. So uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, – you know, but I just think that Marquesia, with the hard work and the dedication, everything she's put in this year, just that was just a, a moment that just kind of culminated into uh, a lot of joy for us. And coach, we should we should also mention, um, backed up against the wall like that, that forty two seven, that was a career record for her. I mean, that that's it's just extraordinary that in the biggest moment of her uh, of her career so far she absolutely nailed it not only to go to nationals but a, set a career record as well well that you know that's incredible that she did that and you know and that's what we want that's what we want for the kids and and it's just a Cinderella moment and we don't do it for the money and we don't do it for uh you know, there's not a lot of things we do it for other than just one shining moment. Uh, you just one one moment in the sun, and that's what we that's what we do in track and field. It's all for one big time moment, and it makes it worth it. So, uh, Quay did it, and you know we'll remember it for a long, long time. Visiting with uh, John Stewart, head coach of Southern Miss Track and Field, Marquesha Myers, junior sprinter and triple jump. So, Marquesha, uh, you, you go to nationals, and uh, just just tell us, just you and Corvell. I mean, you're the only guys and, and ladies left on the team. You two. What was it like competing um, at the highest level in the NCAA championships? I was extremely nervous. Not even going to lie. I was a little scared because, like, all the girls I was going against, like, they were intimidating. Like, they're very nice, but, you know, I know what they're capable of. So watching them compete, I was just honestly just admiring how they 
competed. Everything was just so beautiful. The scenery was beautiful. Everything was just awesome. So I'm just, I was honestly just glad to be there. I was able to, you know, experience that for the first time. And it was just a lovely experience, honestly. Coach, um, she, she finishes top 20 in the country. And you have an honorable mention All-American sitting next to you right now. Yeah, she's just quay to me, though. <laughs> she's just a knucklehead like everybody else to me. No, she's awesome. Uh, you know, just going and watching all the girls she's competing against. I mean, you're talking about girls that are all 5'11", 6 feet tall, uh, and, and just, uh, you, you know, running like a deer down the runway. And, and quay is not quite that tall, Uh but uh, she's beautiful in her own right, for sure, and, and, she was, and she was fantastic. The bad thing is you go to Oregon every year, and it's just pouring down rain, and it's about 30 degrees colder than what we're used to. So um, it, that, was, that, that makes things difficult. But uh, if Quay had three more jumps, uh, I think that she would have been a little bit better. But, you know, once we get the nervousness out. But now that we've done it, hey, we're going to get back there next year. And, That's right. And we're going to be even better next year. Um, about a minute and a half left. Um, I think there's a, a, a real gauge to call Southern Miss jump you now. I mean, because uh, you look at John Warren, you look at Eric Richards, but now Corvell Todd coach, male athlete of the year, second team All-American, um, an extraordinary year for him. And as you mentioned a little earlier, just fighting through some things. Just give us your, your reflections on what type of year Corvell's had. Corvell was amazing. He had a great year. He's worked so hard. He's he. Uh, I mean, he's a super talent right from uh, Bahalia, Mississippi. Uh, he's just a country kid that just just put in a lot of work and 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 has just dominated competition all year long. Um, it's nice when you get some kids right here within our state uh, just to come to Southern Miss and and develop and become a world class athlete and and uh, you know it's just so rewarding to me as a coach and and I'm just so proud of him uh, and, and all that he has accomplished but he has had a fantastic year for sure. And as you enter the recruiting season, I mean, you can speak to what Corvell and Marquesia have done, along with the conference championship, that if you come to Southern Miss, we put out All-Americans. We do. I mean, I, I just think that's what we do. It, but it never stops, and it never gets any easier. You know, everyone's, you know, uh, uh, you know try, gunning for us now. And every time they know that I'm recruiting someone, they're getting on them too. So, you know, uh, we just got to keep on hustling. Well, guys, we appreciate it. Marquesha, congratulations on All-American Honors. One of the best in the nation at the Triple Jump. And Coach Stewart, you're doing an amazing job. Thanks so much for joining us on the Eagle Hour today. Thank you. Thank you. John Stewart, Marquesha Myers from Southern Miss Track and Field. We'll take a commercial break, talk some more Southern Miss baseball. Eagle Hour continues on a Thursday. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Eagle Hour continues on this Thursday, third segment, brought to you by the home of the 995 Blue Plate Lunch, 4th Street. Guess what? They're on 4th Street. Slade White, great friend of the Eagle Hour. And uh, I think they actually took a couple days off this week uh, because... 
three weekends in a row with a conference tournament, with a regional and and super regional. They actually have now on the menu fried mushroom baskets, but only for a limited time. So uh, go see our friends at Fourth Street. Guru Patrick McGee from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, joins us. Number man, wherever you want to call him, statistical guru, analytics, junkie, all around. <laughs> quality southern miss fan what's up dude how you doing glad to be back on this afternoon glad to have you just uh bringing different people on this week to get an analysis and just kind of reflect because i brought jason bailey on yesterday obviously with to the top talk um as a fan and somebody who comments weekly you along with ben on the buzzardry uh podcast and and we're all in this together we're all covering southern miss sports together and um, but but a lot of people like following you on Twitter because of uh, you know the statistical insight you give. I guess just first and foremost, uh, I just want to give you a chance just to, how historic this season was from from your perspective. Yeah, well, I mean, it was certainly. I mean, you just look at uh, what you did in the postseason. I mean, it's your second best season in school history, just because you know it's one of the um, you know only two times uh, you've won a regional. So I think you look at it, it was a very historic season. Yeah, you know, one of the best seasons in school history, and you. You know, you set the school record for strikeouts, and, you know, you statistically you had one of the better pitching staffs in the country. You know, really, if you look at the statistics, probably the second-best pitching staff in the country uh, behind only Tennessee. So, yeah, it was just kind of historic uh, in terms of wins, but also um, in terms of, you know, strikeouts and just the pitching numbers. What I wanted to, to really focus on, we were uh, I text you and, and to, to for us to think through this. So, uh, we're talking to John Stewart last segment, and he's you know they just finished up track and field, and it's good for these later programs that you have to know pretty quick who's who's gone, and it's that way with baseball. What coach, what coach uh, Stewart said on the flip side is you don't get to recruit very long after you find out people are gone. So you know for for Scott Berry, he's accustomed to this. Um, we're accustomed to people not coming back uh, again. You know, Ock left last year. Trimble left early last year. Who are in your mind? The, the top guys that we could be looking at to, to be drafted away from this team? Yeah, I think you, you look at Dalton Rogers is a big one. You, you, he's got lefty. Up, he was up to 95, I think, at points, but kind of in that low to mid-90s. And just based on that, most lefties that throw in the low to mid-90s will get drafted. I read a um, some kind of, uh, not an article, but just kind of a blurb on them from uh, Prospects Live that covered the draft. And they were kind of saying he's someone that could slip in the first five rounds. Uh, so I think you certainly look at him as a guy that could go. Uh, I think you look at Tyler Stewart uh, just because of the physical profile and his velocity. He's somebody that could get picked up. Uh, so those are the two big ones. I think Landon Harper has a chance to possibly get drafted. Um, but, yeah, I mean, with the COVID year, all of these guys, they will are um, – or, or, sorry, Rodgers would. Rodgers would have another year of, uh, of leverage just because he, he got that COVID year back. Uh, that twenty uh, that twenty twenty season he had at um, this was Southeastern was re- that was his freshman year uh, that did not count against him. So if he comes back next year uh, and has a really good season, let's say he moves into the rotation, kind of a lefty starter, has a really good season, he could possibly be you know a top three round pick. I don't know. Yeah, and on the offensive side, I mean, basically you've got guys that hit for average, but but not power. Um, and you've got guys that hit for power, but not average. I, I think if Carson Pato was a year older, we might be we might be talking about him. Um, but yeah. of course, he, he's he's not draft eligible. Anybody at all you think offensively that we could look up and just kind of surprise us and say, "Oh wow, I didn't see that coming." Uh, I guess um, I mean maybe Dickerson just because of the defensive value. Um, 
you know, his, uh, you know, pedigree just because of his dad. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, probably not a whole lot of threats, um, to get drafted, uh, in terms of position players. Uh, you know, maybe we could be surprised and, um, you know, they pick, uh, like a McGillis really late. Um, but yeah, I would think it's mostly concentrated on, uh, on the, um, pitching side in terms of, um, guys that could potentially get drafted. So we we know who might be drafted. So what you're looking at right now, let, let's not talk about like Monastir and some of the guys that are coming in. You you get two pieces of your rotation back, and again, all this is assuming there's no transfer portal garbage in the middle of it. Um, who, who are your maybe top two or three guys that you could say could slide in and be the third arm with Hall and Waldrop in the weekend rotation? Yeah, I think you look at, you know, we were talking before I uh, came on, but Landon Harper possibly. I mean, you've seen the transition. Ostrander has been able to – guys like Sandlin, guys like uh, Stanley uh, have moved into that uh, that rotation role after being a closer. You know, I mentioned Dalton Rogers. You really need a lefty um, in there. He's a guy who had experience starting at, uh, at Jones. Um, so, I mean, he's a guy – he's going to have to throw more strikes uh, just because, you know, his pitch kind of runs up there in relief. That's why they had him in relief, just because he could be really effective in those kind of short – you know, two inning rolls or maybe even a three inning roll. Uh, but he would be, uh, you know, if he is on his game, a really good lefty starter. Uh, you look at um, Holland Towns. He's a transfer uh, from uh, from Heinz Community College. Uh, he was a uh, first team all Mac Jack, I believe. He had pretty good numbers there at Heinz. He's a right hander. Um, so he could be, a, if you're looking at kind of newcomers, he could be an option there. But yeah, those are the kind of the three I look at are. Um, at least that we know of, unless you add another transfer, which is a possibility. You know, I don't, I don't think anybody knew who Hunter Riggins was at this point yeah. last year. Um, but yeah, Towns, Harper, and Rogers. If Rogers were to come back, you know, we we don't know about that. But um, those are kind of the three uh, that I would look at. You know, Graham Crawford now uh, committing to, to Southern Miss through the transfer portal from Alabama. There's a lot of rumors that Tate Parker from Pearl River might might come in. I don't want to talk like personnel. I just want to say if you could improve the offense in in a couple different directions in the offseason moving into to next spring, what, what would it be? Yeah, I think you need uh, somebody out, I mean, uh, somebody in center field uh, that can really. Um, kind of be your leadoff guy. And I was looking at uh, Matthew Etzel. He's a, a transfer from um, from Panola College for about a month ago. I was look, just looking at his summer ball statistics. He has an OPS over 1,000. He hasn't struck out in 40 plate appearances. And he's been hitting leadoff and playing center field. So he could very well slide into that center field role, um, be kind of a you know a table setter, as I think Barry likes to say there at the top of the order. And you need that. You need a true leadoff guy. Uh, and I think you also need some power or just some kind of pop from the uh, from the right or yeah from the right side or just some kind of really good bat from the right side just because I feel like you've been lefty heavy in recent years and that kind of makes you vulnerable uh, you know going up against a guy like Hunter Elliott you saw on, or on Sunday it's just tough to hit those guys when you got you know five or six lefties in the lineup. Talking to uh, to Patrick McGee, of course, he's a co-host of the Buzzardry podcast. Uh, people people really enjoying the podcast, huh? Oh yeah, we just finished up our uh, our first season, I guess, because you know baseball's over. So, kind of a, a lull in uh, Southern Miss athletics until you know uh, fall football runs uh, rolls around. But yeah, I think people are really liking it. So, uh, kind of a, a you know USM uh, community between us and you guys and to the top talk and a couple others. So, uh, no doubt. 
Yeah, and people need to know that if you're not compiling baseball stats and doing analytical stuff, you're you're reporting like election results. I mean, you, you really dig political <laughs> elections, huh? <laughs> yeah, I've been looking at those precinct results from these uh, past couple these primaries from last week, so that's kind of what I've been in my free time. I'll look at those, too. <laughs> I would always encourage uh, Southern Miss fans to, to follow you just because you're always putting out stuff, particularly um, a couple of days ago you put out the fact that, what what is this, 12, 13 guys um, that are playing this summer. You know, um, Dickerson is up in the Cape Cod lead. Uh, Tanner Hall and, and both Waldrop are going to, you know, work possibly work with the U.S. collegiate team. But, I mean, we're, we're well represented uh, across these summer leagues. Oh, no doubt. I was just thinking, I mean, you have six guys that are in the Cape Cod League. Uh, I mean, that's the most that um, – I, I cannot remember a year where USM has had, I mean, really more than two guys in the Cape Cod League. Honestly, I guess maybe you had three between Rogers was there for a little while, Stewart was there for a little while, and, um, and Etheridge was there. So, But, um, yeah, I mean, six guys in the Cape Cod, I mean, I feel like that has to be toward the top. I mean, that's a really phenomenal show. And then you got other guys in kind of the New England League, which is another really good league. Pato's uh, going to be up there. Creek Robertson's up there. Um, Dawkins, Riley Dawkins. And then uh, there's one Matt other. Matt Adams, I think. Yes, Matt Adams. Yes. So, yeah, really well represented in those uh, in those summer leagues. Best I can remember. Dustin Dickerson, uh, Nico Mazza, Isaiah Rhodes, Tanner Hall, Hurston Waldrop, and Dalton Rogers all in the uh, the Cape Cod League. I-, I guess a lot of people, you know, say, oh, well, they're, they're done. They can rest. Nope. Summer league. Then fall ball. I mean, baseball now just a year-round sport. Yeah, it is, and usually they will. The older guys usually won't play summer ball. It's usually kind of the underclassmen. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, you, you got a few older guys there. I guess Dickerson at this point he's through three years, and uh, Rogers has um, played three years. So you do have a couple kind of upperclassmen uh, playing the Cape Cod League. But it's, it's, and Isaiah Rhodes too. I guess he's played three years as well. Uh, but a lot of times it's those freshmen and sophomores just to get them more reps. Patrick, we appreciate your time. He is WPM or WP McGee. WP McGee on Twitter. I promise you, you will find insightful information, maybe even about political elections. But there's always something to learn in his Twitter, Twitter profile. Check out Buzzardry also. Thanks for your time, man. Thanks, Luke. Patrick McGee. Eagle Hour headed to the fourth segment. Michael and I will throw it around. Stick with us after these commercial breaks. Southern Miss to the top. Good chatting with Pat McGee of Hattiesburg. Call him the guru for a reason. Knows his stuff. WP McGee on Twitter. Check it out. Also, big thanks to John Stewart and Marquisha Myers for spending the first two segments with us live in studio. The Southern Miss track coach finishing his eighth year. Marquisha Myers, a honorable mention, All-American for uh, Southern Miss track and field. What a great year they had. Won the uh, Conference USA Indoor Championship. And uh, and then Corvell Todd and Mar- Marquesha Myers both competed in the NCAA National Championships just a few weeks ago. 
Um, if you missed those interviews, of course, you can uh, can go back uh, on Super Talk and listen to it on demand later today, or check us out in podcast form where many of you do that. All right, Michael, here's here's I'm trying to get all of them. Here we go. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and the one you always have to remind me of, Audible. And tune in. And tune in. See, there we go. I'm learning something every day. We're up to or six. just tell Alexa, play Super Talk Eagle Hour, which I've told Bob I've done, and it still freaks me out that you can do that. Because she she answers in the affirmative? Playing Super Talk Eagle Hour on. On and then. Whatever it is. Roll and up. It, and then there Roll it is. up A, B on my count. Yep, and then exactly. Kelly starts doing the Golden Girls hand motions. Okay. Yep. So you can tell Alexa to do that. That's uh, that's good. All right. A couple news and notes. Tanner Hall getting more uh, honors today. Already, of course, was the Convert USA Pitcher of the Year. He won the Boo Ferris Award for the best player in the state of Mississippi. He's already been named first team All-American by Collegiate Baseball. But today, two more honors. First team All-American by Perfect Game and second team All-American by the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association. Huge year for Mr. Hall. He's only 20 years old, and he's going to pitch for the Golden Eagles. We're excited about that. All three starters of uh, the Golden Eagles, Tanner Hall, Hurston Waldrop, and Hunter Riggins, all earned uh, a selection on the American Baseball Coaches Rawlings All-South Regional teams. Yesterday, Hurston Waldrop and Tanner Hall on the first team, Hunter Riggins on the second team. Pretty incredible. Your entire rotation are all Americans. So amazing what type of year um, these Golden Eagles had. All right. Um, we, we mentioned at the first part of the show, and, and Michael, get your uh, your feedback on this as well. Uh, announcing yesterday, right when we went off air, Jeremy McLean uh, signing a new four-year contract to remain the athletic director at Southern Miss. It'll run through April the 30th, 2026. Um, Dr. Rodney Bennett um, said, quote, Jeremy has demonstrated exemplary service and dedication to our Department of Intercollegiate Athletics. Extending his contract ensures the continuation of our current momentum to support the holistic growth and development of our student-athletes, which enhances their ability to compete at the highest levels both on and off the field, close quote. Jeremy McLean, Michael Mergens in Hattiesburg for four more years, and that is a good thing. Well, and look at what just happened within the last year under his watch how can you not extend it because my gosh he he did what would take most athletic directors years a decade to accomplish and one year look at everything that's gone on it's it's unprecedented and of course he is just so obliging to the eagle hour and anyone in town that uh, is behind uh, southern miss athletics and having lived in other college towns and dealt with athletic directors it's just it's incredible and really inspiring uh the way he operates in that position and it shows because you're seeing success you're seeing excitement and we're do we have a countdown clock to uh day one of sunbelt because i'm every day on twitter that's everyone it's getting louder now we got through the regionals and all that and now it's all right sunbelt day is coming up about 15 days or, or so. Okay. You, you look at what Jeremy did. You know, they announced uh, the uh, over $100 million um, you know, raising the funds mm-hmm. to, to improve facilities. Uh, what he did, not only getting us into the Sun Belt, but working with Marshall and Old Dominion to say, hey, we're leaving CUSA a year early. 
Yep. And to save Southern Miss money in the long run by doing that, getting them, and which I think is is going to be a better conference than the American in a few years, um, the, the Sun Belt, all of those things show proactive leadership, show somebody that will go to bat for his school. And there's never been a time that that I have engaged Jeremy McLean um, that he has not, you know, obviously been been proactive, forthcoming, honest, and and sometimes I, I I'll say this as a joke, like over this weekend uh, after the Super Regionals over, I said I, I, I broed him, I just gave him a pound and said, hey bro, thanks for all that you do, and I was like, I probably wouldn't have broed Bill McGillis <laughs> or John Gilbert, or I know I wouldn't have back in the day with Mister G and any, but I mean I, that's just kind of the the vibe that Jeremy gives you he's always approachable and he cares about people yeah and that that shows to everybody because you know how the the comments have been and the way things have been happening over the years Uh, he gets it and the fact that he's just so open to the public and you're right he is honest he he'll lay it down the way it is and that deserves a a lot of respect but still it's it's incredible what he's accomplished under his tenure so far and as the former baseball player for Delta State, he, he has seen both sides, and yep. he knows what student-athletes need, and he knows what athletic departments and, and the fan base needs. So Jeremy McLean, Southern Miss Athletic Director, for another four years, we're all excited about that. One more day of the work week. Eagle Hour will be, of course, with you tomorrow at 1. We hope you join us. Bob will be back. For Michael Mergens, Luke Johnson signing off. Have a great Thursday, and as always, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.